Hello and welcome to Cup of Tea, a friendly, patient and gentle space for honest discussion and debate. My name's Harry and I'm a gay trans man. And my name's Oliver and I'm a gay cis man. Together as husbands, we are sharing our experiences and trying to build bridges to give a space for people to ask questions and learn. In today's episode, our first, we discuss the news about the Gender Recognition Act reforms. We'll be setting out our approach to this podcast, and of course, most importantly, we'll be starting our weekly reviews of the best cup of tea. So stupidly, uh, for this being our first podcast, we've actually already drunk and finished the cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's okay, because we decided to start the uh, series of podcasts with a good classic. I don't know if you want to talk our listeners, uh, all two of them, through this. Yeah, so this was Yorkshire tea, which is our favourite tea. Uh, we're both fans of a good, strong builder's brew. Um, and I think Yorkshire tea is one of the best for that. Um, Ol, do you want to talk them through how we make our tea? Because we're quite specific. We are, and uh, I think we actually do it differently, but I never tell Harry that it's different. Ooh, okay. So I tend to add the milk in first, I'm afraid. Ooh, ooh, okay. But the end result is actually exactly the same. So, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I'm sure we'll probably... This is probably far too controversial a discussion to have, as well as transgender rights. (laughs) Um, But we will uh, try to get through this difficulty. Uh, I like to put a tiny bit of milk in, uh, let the tea bag stew, mash it against the sides until it comes out looking like tar. I prefer a slightly more moderate approach. I like to put the tea bag in first, let the tea infuse for about two to three minutes, take the tea bag out, then add a splash of milk. But as you said, the end result is pretty much the same. Um, a good, strong builder's brew. Um, it is. With a splash of milk and no sugar. And it's uh, a type of tea which is shared really uh, by all of my family, except for one of my sisters, uh, who is the outlier. She prefers Tetley. Mm-hmm. Um Now, probably more importantly, is why we've decided to open all of our podcast episodes with a discussion about tea. I don't know if you want to... Yeah, so when you have a cup of tea, um, in good British fashion, tea tea is a great leveller. It doesn't matter how you've been feeling that day, um, what you've been doing, whether you're at home or you're at work um, or at school, um, a cup of tea basically suits everybody and it doesn't matter if it's your classic builder's brew if it's a bit more milky if it's a green tea or a decaf everyone can enjoy a brew exactly and it's really quite difficult to feel angry or upset uh, whilst you're in the process of drinking a cup of tea it is. Uh, so going forward we thought what better opportunity and approach to use than having these cups of tea and discussions uh, and maybe try and get some calm, gentle warmth and humour uh, to this debate, um, yeah. which obviously deeply affects, um, well, obviously you more, but also me sometimes. Absolutely. 
So, uh, obviously in future episodes we'll have maybe more uh, information or more discussion about particular tea. Uh, if you have particular preferences for teas that you want to share with us, uh, please write in. Um, but let's move on with the rest of the podcast. So we weren't planning to open our series of podcasts with uh, this really controversial conversation. But I think the news on Sunday from the Sunday Times and the Guardian um, about reports that the changes to the Gender Recognition Act were being uh, scrapped and that other maybe more regressive um, moves were being made um, has sort of forced our hand. And I think, um, well, maybe it's time for us to discuss it uh, and actually give the views of two people who may be affected by some of those changes. Uh, did you want to just talk through some of those issues? Yeah, sure. So it's important to say at this stage there isn't anything definitive um, and there's certainly no imminent changes in the law, um, but it is an indication of how the government's thinking. And this comes on the back of probably several months, if not years, of um, increasing discourse against trans people in the media and the Equalities Minister, Liz Truss, um, appearing to be in favour of rolling back some of the rights that trans people currently have. Um, some of the big ones are self-identification, so being able to choose your gender uh, rather than it being decided by a panel, um, although that was consulted on and 70% of people who were surveyed were in favour, it looks like those reforms are going to be scrapped. Um, there was also mention in the article of single-sex spaces being protected, which insinuates that trans people may be forced to use but the spaces of their birth gender rather than our acquired gender and also a potential rollback of healthcare, particularly for under-18s. Wow, so that's quite a lot. So mm -hmm. I suppose for, for some context, because uh, there'll be other blogs and podcasts that go into a lot of the detail of kind of these proposals, um, and probably one of the main things we wanted to do in this podcast is to talk about some of the impact it might have on, on people's lives. So, yeah. you know, I suppose, I hope... You know, I'm speaking as a husband of you, obviously, what a clumsy way of saying that. <laughs> um, it was devastating, wasn't it, really, on, on Sunday? It was. I, I felt really panicky, and obviously you were mm. even worse. I don't know if you feel comfortable talking to people about how you felt. Of course, yeah. It was, it was a, I would like to say it was a shock. It wasn't, because it's come on top of, like I said, um, kind of increasing increasingly hostile or um disagreements um politically with trans people and basically it's yeah it kind of feels like our rights may be going the way of trump's america which is a very sad position to find ourselves in um and it's a new one for me um, for context, I'm uh, 32. I forgot how old I am, which shows how old I am. Um, <laughs> so I've been I've been lucky enough that all of the trans related legislation I've seen passed in my lifetime has been really positive and it's been giving us extra rights. And now being in a position where it feels like those might be rolled back, 
it's something I haven't experienced before and it feels scary and yeah it's it's difficult to to handle that kind of emotion I think and I think it's it sometimes like you don't know where to turn isn't it so that's right I, th- I think as a gay man uh, same age 32 um, it has been a long journey shorter than with some kind of areas mm-hmm. um, particularly the civil rights movement and, and women's rights mm-hmm. but it has been a slow journey uh, for LGBT rights yeah. as well um, and the debates that are happening now remind me of the debates that were happening when I was in school. Yes. All of the things around Section 28, gay adoption, mm-hmm. um, and the language that's being used. It, it's really... I know people laugh about the word triggering now, don't mm-hmm. they, for social justice warriors and snowflakes, but there's a really important point in there that actually these conversations are really challenging to listen to. Yeah. Um, and that's partly why this podcast now exists. Yeah. I think, is to try and give us that space to engage with people maybe who aren't natural allies, Mm. um, maybe to give other allies some hope, uh, and also to say that, you know, we're all not alone, I suppose. Um, I don't know whether it's worth saying, really. I I think there's a lot in there, and we'll probably discuss this in every episode, I imagine, to some extent. Um, For me, there's something about the length of time it takes uh, in terms of you know the transition process mm-hmm. particularly the legal side yes and we obviously had our own experience of that uh, in December when we yes. were trying to get married so um, I'll let Harry explain that but I think this really puts to bed this idea that you can sort of transition in in two seconds mm-hmm. you know when you're 15 you can suddenly decide and you get everything given to you and you can never change your mind and I just wonder if yeah you wanted to share our anecdote from December of course yeah so yeah, I I think sometimes the best way to discuss these issues is to actually tell your own story. And um, for me, my trans story sort of legally starts in 2010. That's when I changed my name via deed poll. And I had all of my documents, like my driving licence and my bank card and my national insurance card and things updated to my new chosen name and um title um so i was mister on all of those um however i didn't at that stage have what's called a gender recognition certificate which is what at the moment trans people in the uk have to have in order to legally change your gender so to be able to change your birth certificate so it reflects your chosen gender And the reason that it's important to have that is because certain rights, such as um, being able to get married as opposed to have a civil partnership um, in your chosen gender, um, that can't happen unless you have a gender recognition certificate. So last year, um, I went through the process of applying for my GRC. And it wasn't easy. It uh, it started off, I had to have two letters, one from my GP and one from a gender specialist at the Gender Identity Clinic, where I'd received my diagnosis, if you like, of being a trans person. Uh, that wasn't easy for reasons which are probably too long to explain here, but I'm sure we'll go on to in another episode. Um, 
it wasn't quick and it cost me I think around a hundred pounds for both of the letters I needed as well as the hundred and forty pounds I think to get the gender recognition certificate paperwork in so it's not cheap um, and it's not quick the other thing that's important to say is you have to have lived in your chosen gender for at least two years and you have to have both medical evidence and evidence of living as your chosen gender so uh, stuff like bank statements um, other identity documents like maybe your driver license or passport letters from your work or your school to show that you're living and working in in your chosen gender um, yeah you have to you have to present all of this evidence and you present it in a big bundle of documents that goes to a panel and the panel never meet you all they do is review all those documents um, and if they're happy then they pronounce that you're the gender that you that you feel you are and that you say you are um, and you are able to then amend your birth certificate accordingly what happened with us was because stupidly i forgot to cross out one instance of <laughs> the word she or her um i got it sent back to me and i didn't get my gender recognition certificate until it could go in front of a panel again um, and that meant that we couldn't have our legal marriage at the registry office on the day that we wanted and we had to have our wedding ceremony without actually legally being married and that was really hard because it kind of felt for to start with a bit like we were kind of celebrating but didn't have anything physically on paper to celebrate um, and it's something that we've been looking forward to for a long time um, and yeah that's and I think in the scheme of things I mean there might be some listeners who you know particularly in this month uh, where we're talking about Black Lives Matters a mm. lot where people are um, being killed beaten up you know, and, and the stories coming from America and the UK are, are absolutely harrowing. I, I suppose two middle-class men, two white middle-class men talking about how they couldn't get married on their favourite dates may not seem the biggest injustice. And, and I think that's probably something that we might get challenged back throughout the period of this podcast because, you know, we are lucky in that sense and, mm -hmm. and we have um, gone through a lot of challenges to get to kind of this position where we can be in kind of relative comfort and, mm. and, and with the privilege of sitting down having a cup of tea talking yeah. about these issues um but i think for us it was what it represented wasn't it it was yeah. that sense that we were sort of second class citizens mm. that, that we had to jump through hoops that you know my my straight brother and my straight sister didn't have to jump through to get mm. married it it just felt like it was the system put a yet another barrier in the way and it was just exhausting really yeah and it's very it's well yeah very demeaning in a way that you have to put all this really private information in front of a panel of three people who never even meet you and never see your face um and it's all stuff about you know your your diagnosis your background why you felt that you're trans and they're 
hugely intimate things to to say to people um and if you choose to say them like we may well go into on this podcast that's that is your choice but when you're kind of forced to by the system and like all says if if we were uh, if i was a cis uh, gay man we could have had a civil partnership without all of this or well we could have had a marriage without all of this and um, still not as easy as being a straight cis person but yeah it did kind of feel like there's lots of barriers in the way and you're kind of you are treated less fairly than if you were cis yeah so you know and I suppose it's fair to say this is the tip of the iceberg really and in future episodes, we will make sure we're hearing from other voices, not just our own. Uh, the first few podcasts will probably be just us. You'll be absolutely gutted to hear. But <laughs> our plan is to get other voices heard, uh, maybe people who aren't in the same position as us. So, And I think they'll be able to talk much more about experiences such as homelessness, uh, abuse, uh, racism, um, ableism and we will make sure that their voices are heard as well um, but thank you and you know like I said this is the start of this conversation isn't it and um, there's a lot of things contained in that Sunday Times article mm-hmm. uh, which we probably need to reflect on as a society really yeah and maybe we'll talk more about that in future weeks definitely also wanted to discuss our approaches to this podcast so Ol, do you want to kick us off yeah so we thought it was really important to try and create a space that was safe for people um but also one that allowed us to engage with people that we might not normally speak to and to do that with an open mind um, but to do that, we need some approaches i initially called them rules but i think you didn't like the idea of rules <laughs> did you um which is absolutely great. So I think um, the first one is that we absolutely are not speaking for any trans people and allies other than ourselves. Uh, so some trans people and allies won't agree with us, and that's absolutely fine. Um, but Harry's experience and mine, those are still valid, uh, and we want to share those experiences. Definitely. Uh, we also want to try our absolute hardest not to give in to hate and anger. But there might be times when it happens because part of the idea of this podcast is to talk about how we feel about things. And sometimes that emotion might be really raw and it might come out. Um, we'll, we'll try not to make it be an angry space because we want it to be somewhere where in general we're having our cup of tea and having a chat. But yeah, if that happens, then bear with us and yeah that's that's that for that one really we might talk to people uh, that we really really disagree with um and that's partially why we're doing it with a cup of tea uh, because we really do believe that we can build more common ground here and that actually sometimes if we listen to each other's concerns uh, including with those that disagree with us uh, we might be able to make everything a little bit calmer and safer and happier for trans people Yes. And we also want to say we're fine with disagreement. We're not here to tell people what to think and we don't expect everybody to agree with us. Um, We simply want people to engage with us, whatever their opinion. That's the whole point of the podcast. However, what's important to say is that we and our listeners and guests, no matter what their view, deserve to be treated with respect. 
So for example, um, use people's preferred pronouns and names, even if you might not agree with them. And if you want to comment or ask us any questions, please do that respectfully, um, because any abuse will, we won't be responding to that at all. And we won't be obviously judging people for making mistakes either or getting terminology wrong as long as it's meant in the best of intentions. So, you know, we want people to try and understand what people go through. Um, and this means absolutely that things won't be perfect. Um, but like Harry said, you know, we'll, we will not really tolerate abuse of people. That's mm -hmm. not who we are and what we want this to be. Nope. Um, and equally, we're not out to win every discussion or even any discussion but simply to make it clear that we're real flesh and blood people human beings at the heart of this debate and we'll try our best to be as intersectional as possible uh, and if we fail in that we want you to tell us and we will listen definitely um, so these approaches they might get added to or changed as we go along and as our guests and listeners start to join in um, but the most important thing to say is that this is a place for gentle challenge um, debate and discussion and tea definitely tea um, we just wanted to finish our podcast uh, with some shout outs to people who've inspired us and people who've done really good stuff for other trans people. So first up is um, Finn, um, who is Finn the Invincible on uh, social media. Um, he is somebody who's always inspired me um, ever since I came out. He's somebody who's been there on social media talking about trans guys' experiences, which there certainly back in the day wasn't a huge amount of. Um, and today Finn actually came out to his aunt and uncle who we hadn't seen for several years I think um, and he came out as trans and had a great response so yay congratulations Finn and I'm really glad that it went well for you definitely um, and yeah just a massive thank you to Finn because Harry's been talking about you for years to the point that I occasionally get jealous <laughs> um, and yeah you should be really proud um, I want to just say, um, as ever, Harry, Harry knows how much support I um, want to give to Rudy, who um, I met uh, through my professional life, um, who spoke at one of our conferences about his experiences of homelessness. Um, well, today he's organised a march um, for trans rights in Cardiff, and as well as that, has raised over £500, uh, which he's given directly to trans people to help them uh, with essential costs in their life um, in South Wales. Um, Rudy is a challenging voice for uh, Against Injustice. I think he's an absolutely brilliant person. We probably won't always agree, I think, with everything, um, but his absolute passion and, and soul that he has for rock fighting for the rights of trans people is absolutely amazing. Uh, so I'm just really happy um, to have met him and to know him. And last but definitely not least, we both wanted to give a big shout out to our dear friend Jenny, um, who is an absolutely brilliant person. Um, she came out as trans not that long ago and she's been feeling absolutely overwhelmed by all of the debates and the news that's been going on at the moment. But despite this, 
She attended the Trans Rights March in Cardiff today. And most importantly, she also wrote the jingle for our podcast. So when you hear the music on the on the way in and on the way out, then that is Jenny's fantastic music. So thanks, Jenny, and we love you very much. Definitely. We love you a lot. Uh, lots and lots, I should say. Um, anyway, we'll stop gushing now. <laughs> um, that is it for today, I yeah. think. Um, I think we're aiming for a weekly podcast, um, but do bear with us. It might sometimes take us a bit longer because we're very new at this, as you can probably tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and I probably will make a habit of this, but I want to give you the last word, Harry. Well, um, I was going to... Yeah, I'm never quite sure how to sign things off, so I'm going to do a two Ronnie style. It's good night from, from me. Oh no, that's the wrong way around. <laughs> it's good night for me and it's good night for him. I don't even know what that is. So uh, thank you for listening and we will see you or hear from you next week. Good night.